Hey guys, welcome back for another week of Roll Film. We are doing Freedom Flicks for the month of July. And last week we also did Team America World Police. And this week we'll do the only one that matters, I think, for the 4th of July. And that's Independence Day. Uh, guys, this movie did come out in 1996. Crazy, Whoa. crazy, crazy. It's got a rating of PG-13 and a runtime of 2 hours and 25 minutes. That's a long Independence Day. It's actually a short one, considering it's normally 24 hours, and this is like a fraction of that. So Fair point, fair point. The aliens are coming, and their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. Fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is the will to survive. So now the budget for this movie, which I've not looked at yet. I was very excited to make this a surprise while we're doing this. Oh, I, good. ridiculous. Yeah, because it like set a record opening weekend. Oh yeah, at the time they um, marketed this movie very well. I remember that from those days. I wonder this now that I'm looking at it. This could easily be the biggest margin between budget and worldwide gross that we've done so far. So tell me, the estimated budget for this movie back in 1996 was 75 million dollars. Gosh, I probably would have thought more, but I guess you know 96. That is a lot more. That's why. I said 96 again because it definitely <laughs> makes sense. Opening weekend, it jarred everybody and made $50.2 million. So you've almost made back your entire thing on just one weekend. The next weekend, it hit over, a, so seven days time, I read it was over 100,000. So it made its money back before the seven you days. You mean 100 ago. million? Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> you said 100,000. I was like, that's nothing for That's dumb. I'm going to mean that. No, yeah, 100 million. But worldwide gross to this date, which I've definitely contributed to because I bought the DVD the other day. Yeah. $7 of this is for me. I was going to say, you might have just recently been the, <laughs> like the last person to contribute to the funding of this movie. And because of that, I'm going to go down to the lowest dollar decimal. So <laughs> it has grossed $817,400,891. Wow. Nutso facto. And Welcome guys, to Earth. Let's just go through the myriad of talent mm. for this movie. We've got Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Mary McDonald, Judge Hirsch, Randy Quaid, Margaret Collin, James Rebhorn, who I would love to say is probably one of my favorite character actors, Harvey Firestein, Adam Baldwin, who we all would know from uh, being a Baldwin brother himself. He's Brent not Spinner. a Baldwin brother. He is too. Adam Baldwin is not a Baldwin brother. Big bet. How much? Five bucks? Uh, like a fresca. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look it up, dude. I will. Uh, Brett Spinner, who we all know from Star Trek. And dude, I mean, it's Vivica A. Fox. I mean, this it, it list goes on and on and on. Henry Connick Jr. There's tons of people in this. Did you catch who the two kids in this movie were, John? Yeah, Mae Whitmore is the... Uh, not that's that's Whitmore is is the character's the name. Yeah, Mae yeah. Whitman, is that her real name? I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, no, playing. you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mae Whitman. May Whitman, who we would all know as the lead in the movie, The Duff, and yes. she was also one of the evil exes in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I mean, she's had a very prolific career. She's, she's, yeah, she's crushing. She was a voice actor on Avatar, The Last Airbender. Like, you know, she's doing, doing quite well. 
She's such a little baby. She's such I a know. Baby. I know. She's the good thing the aliens didn't get her or her career would be nothing. So yeah, John, prove me wrong so I can do the other one. Yes. So Your no, Adam Baldwin and Alec Baldwin are not brothers, and they're not directly related. Although they share the last name, there is no known familiar relationship between them. Well, I just sent you a Venmo for a fresca, so you're welcome. What is it? Not not any dollar amount. Venmo now has fresca. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how they do their currency. But no, I love Adam Baldwin, and this is probably the first thing I ever saw him in, even though he was in a really weird movie in the 80s called My Bodyguard or something like that. But anyway, go ahead. Keep going. Oh, anyway, yeah. I know him from Full Metal Jacket before <laughs> I saw this movie. Oh, is he in that? Why did he I plays know? he plays Animal Mother, the dude with the big ass M60 machine gun. Dude, you're um, right. I totally, totally forgot that. I, I fucking love that movie. So yeah. that's the reason why I knew that. Um, yeah. Go ahead, please. And, and then Will well Vivica A. Fox's son is Ross Bagley, who everybody Buckwheat? should know it's Buckwheat from the classic 94. Yeah, release of Little Rascals. It's an older movie for sure. But I got a dollar. I got, I got a dollar. dollar. <laughs> oh, I was right. Ninety four. Bam. All right. Anyway, John, I've talked way too much. Um, <laughs> this movie, like we said multiple times, it came out in ninety six. So, were you able to see this in theaters? Absolutely. Well, I, the first thing I ever saw was the trailer, and they kind of give away so much in the trailer, but we didn't that not. it's aliens. Well, not just aliens. <laughs> I think they show the White House destruction. In the original trailer, I should have looked it up, but they didn't give away like all the other destruction and everything like that. And then I remember soon after the trailer came out, and some movie theaters still have this like big cardboard, like almost like sets where like you can take it. No one took pictures of them because they didn't have a phone camera back then, but. It was On awesome. The off chance you brought your Kodiak disposable <laughs> to the movie theater with you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but they like had this thing with the the White House, a big a big cardboard White House, and a spaceship like shooting it. It was awesome. I was like, I got to see this movie. And yeah, so there was there was actually I grew up in Westboro, Ohio, up through middle school, and there were two movie theaters. There's actually three, but one was like a dollar theater, so that wasn't going to have it. There was an AMC six that had six theaters. Ooh. And then there was this other thing with no relation, just like uh, Adam Baldwin is not related to Alec Baldwin. There was, <laughs> there was, there was Lowe's hardware, but then there was Lowe's movie theaters and they were not related at all, even though they spelled the same way. And Lowe's theater only had two theaters. Like you just went to the left or you went to the right. And they, for some reason, always got movies like a week before AMC so I was like, I got to go see. I remember just calling it ID4 because that's what the poster said. You know, it was called Independence Day, but it was like ID4, you know, this this July 4th and everything like that. And I was so geeked out and I loved it. Obviously, some stuff looks dated. Certainly looks better than The Flash. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I got a thing that I want to talk about with that. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. yeah. And, you know, there's obviously some early CG, but it's not. It's not saturated with that. It's a lot of practical effects, and they did a really good job. I think Roland Emmerich is very the much disaster movie king. Yeah, uh, but I also like when I was watching. I was like, he kind of makes the movies that make my the bit 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 that <laughs> that Michael Bay wishes he made. In a right. lot of you know, like because he does have heart. He, he does have actors who are have a good script and things like that. 
And I do think Michael Bay can shoot action extremely well, but it's the other stuff he falters in where I think Roland does not. A very memorable movie. I look back at it really fondly. I hadn't watched it in a long time, and watching it brought back a lot of good memories, and I really, really enjoyed it. How about you? Well, I couldn't agree more. And for a second, let's talk about Roland Emmerich and his past movies that he's done. I mean, I called him the disaster movie king, and that could be true. He's done The Day After Tomorrow. He's done White House Down. He's done 2012, 10,000 BC, Godzilla. Great movies. He's done The Patriot with Mel Gibson, Stargate, Universal Soldier. I mean, he even did the sequel to Independence Day, which we will review, we said, and a newer release midway which i've not seen but that's definitely a movie i wanted to see because that was loosely based on a remake if i remember right from the old old version of the midway battle i do not think i saw this movie in theaters i would have probably been six years old when this came out five or six depends on when it came out but this is one of those movies that is the epitome of like a great movie not only do i have great memories of i'll never ever where you know go down the line and be like you know what that movie wasn't good no 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 like every memory i have of this movie is that it's good and john i love that you brought up the cardboard interactive 3d display at the movie theaters like do you still get as excited as i do when you see them at the end of the theater like holy shit they're still doing this stuff like absolutely it's all all garbage and refuse basically they're creating it to throw it away because nobody's taking that home right (laughs) right I mean, I bet that I bet some employee has some of movies he likes, but my kids, whenever we go to the theater, they want to take pictures with all of them. And it doesn't matter if it's a movie they're actually interested in seeing. They're just like, yeah, take I'll take a picture with the boogeyman material. I don't care. That movie nostalgia is why I still love going to the actual theater to see it. I mean, agreed. This is also a movie that we've talked about that, like, yes, we are collectors of old tech like DVDs. But, like, I am happy and psyched that I finally own this movie on DVD because this is, I think I said to you, like, this is the type of movie you should own on DVD. Like, if you have a collection of DVD movies, this should be in it 100%. This is one of the best offerings of 90s. And, you know, sci-fi, I want to say, because, you know, honestly, the biggest fiction parts of it, obviously alien tech and whatever, but that is at least like in the realm of possibility in our earth. Honestly, the 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 biggest fiction part of it is that alien tech could be brought down with like an Apple computer from the 90s. Right. <laughs> and I love <laughs> and Randy Quaid. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually Randy Quaid today could probably scare some aliens. He's he's kind of off the deep end. Not to get too far into like all the tropes that were just real nostalgic, but you know, Whenever Jeff Goldblum's character is typing, it's the classic hacker stuff. Like, oh yeah, I'm in. Like, you know, it's just, it's so <laughs> great. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And you know, one actor you didn't rem- you did not mention, I don't think, was Harry Connick Jr. I did. That was one of the last ones I mentioned. I obviously wasn't paying attention, but great. But like Harry Connick Jr., who's a singer. A singer, but he was definitely trying to get into the acting game. At he this certainly point was. He is such. Like, and this is where it's kind of similar to Michael Bay stuff, where he's like that cookie cutter, laughable love goofball that you know is going to die. Like the first scene that he was in, I was like, he's going to die. And I was I was like in middle school. He, he's going to die. He's, he's not going to make it. 
Yeah. And, but I mean, like looking at it now too, it's like, that's just Harry Connick Jr. Like he's not acting. He's just being Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> I hope Harry Connick Jr. doesn't call people big daddy. I thought that was a weird nickname. Well, for... I mean, all the stuff that I've ever seen him in, like he was in a few episodes of cheers and he's been in some like sitcom episodes here and there. He plays basically the same. And he has that talk show like on TV. Still? Well, he did maybe. Maybe he doesn't still, but yeah. like he's he acts that way. But as a Christmas album too. Oh, I would listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. I thought he. I thought he did fine, and, and it was fun. Like for me, watching that character, I was like, oh my god, this is so over the top. Like no one acts like that, but they always do in these kind of movies. There's got to be some heartfelt goofball who, who has to sacrifice himself, and you know that is something that was really done well in this movie, especially when I was, you know, a youngin. you really are like, dude, how are they going to win this fight? They Everything they try, like nukes don't work. And it's just, oh man. And they just, the character acting is so good. Goldblum out of the park. I mean, he, the nineties were so kind to him and they should have been because he's a great actor. And I loved how he just, <laughs> and, and, you know, how about, how inspiring bill pullman's speech was at the end you're like yeah dude rally rally the troops it's so good that they use that speech for the trailer for the sequel right right like that's how good it is and yeah you bring up jeff goldblum and like him and his dad apparently judd hirsch were the most improved on the entire thing like they they just kind of like did their rip they didn't have a script for those two guys so they just kind of did their own thing which I can kind of see, especially with his dad, there's no way somebody wrote all that down. Like, <laughs> it's just a bunch of mumble stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, Judd Hirsch is a comedic actor who, you know, probably our, all our parents are like, oh, it's Judd Hirsch, you know, <laughs> when, when they oh, saw yeah. him. And, and they did do really well as the father-son duo. I mean, I loved all the 90s tech that was, like, high-tech at the time. Like, when Goldblum puts the little satellite on the car, and I'm like, I didn't ever see anyone with that i do remember big car phone antennas you know another funny thing after watching it as an adult you know how in la all these people are up at the top of the skyscraper i'm like mm -hmm. what skyscraper lets just civilians on top like that's not like a civilian skyscraper that's owned by the public that anyone has access to right well and like i couldn't tell because they blew it up so fast but it looked like it was uh i don't want to say it was Capitol records but it was like one of those buildings yeah that's i've definitely passed it when i was in la i know what that building is i just couldn't yeah. remember but there's absolutely it's not a public fixture <laughs> like, yeah right not letting people go up there but yeah i want to bring back what you were saying like looks better than the flash like this movie was done by models for the most part just uh, like team america <laughs> just like just like team america but i mean a lot of it was obviously to scale and everything like that uh, i guess the last model they used for the mothership i guess was really 65 feet in diameter um so it was a pretty decent sized model but i bring that up to say like this is why this movie still looks good this is why star wars episode six and seven look as good as they do because they're just those models and they're close up there's vir virtually hardly any cgi in this based on like the way to scale and it still looks good you can look back at a movie that has really bad cgi and it like now and see like how bad it looks because it was computer technology like why don't we go back to that is it because it's so much easier to do cgi clearly somebody at the wb screened the flash 
and was like, it's good. Like <laughs> at the WB. <laughs> I do not know. I mean, obviously the director says that was intentional. <laughs> Dirtbag liar. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely cheaper to do CG for the most part. I mean, I know CG can get kind of crazy too. When you have a good director, they're going to insist things are done a certain way. And I mean, the passion, the detail that was given to these models is uncanny. Like it must have been a real sight to just see them in person and be like, oh, my God, it looks identical to the real thing. You know, I've seen obviously I don't know why this is obvious. I've seen obviously I've seen Lego models to scale, (laughs) you know, but and that looks cool. But obviously it doesn't look real. You know, you're like, it's just, that's clearly a Lego, but these guys are like hand painting and we're, I'm sure millions of dollars of the budget went just to the set pieces. I can definitely agree with that. I mean, obviously uh, money covered the star power that's in this movie for sure. But seriously, like everything about the movie was set wise was spectacular. I mean, Area 51 looked fantastic. A lot of people got sunburnt while filming this movie because they filmed it in the Bonneville salt flats. And if (laughs) if you're wearing shorts in the salt flats, uh, the sun reflects back up off of the salt crystals and will burn you like a prison. So I guess Will Smith got really bad knee, shin, and calf sunburns in the desert. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth, alien bitch. Um, Yeah. You know, people always quote that as welcome to Earth clearly does not say that he clearly says earth you know i rewound it i was like that's i don't know how this mean poor will smith because this was early on in his movie career obviously fresh prince had been around and and i think he had been in a couple movies and everything but i think this was like his first big movie i could be wrong yeah i would say so what did i say this movie came out in 96 and then Men in Black was soon after. Yeah, 97 was Men in Black. But yeah, Fresh Prince went from 95 to 96. Or sorry, was that only on for a year? No. There's no no way. It was multiple years. Oh, 90 to 96. Sorry. Yeah. It was was written wrong. He was the executive producer on that show for a year. That's what that says. Mm. Stupid. Tried to confuse me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's it's definitely a young Will Smith. It's... Definitely a young Jeff Goldblum because, uh, well, je- je- I mean, young, young, young-ish, you know, younger like than this- he is now, obviously. But I mean, he had been acting and so he had already done The Fly, and- which was 10 years prior to this. So, yeah. like, yeah, you look at The Fly, and then 10 years later, which there's is also this. a sweet movie, great movie. But then three years before this, he was in Jurassic Park. So, like, that's right, he He's had doing a great some epic movie. stuff. Epic, epic, epic. And you've, you've killed dinosaurs and aliens. And aliens. And again and again, because he's also yeah. in the sequel. That's why I'm excited to see this the time sequel. it's personal. This time it is personal. I, I yeah, I haven't seen the sequel. I hope he still uses the same Mac laptop. That's like how he That would be hilarious. <laughs> what did you think of Randy Quaid in this movie? Because this would have been after what I think everybody knows him as yeah is cousin Eddie, but this also was the same year as Kingpin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nineties were good to Randy Quaid. I thought he did great. That's the thing with all these different characters we spend time with as easy as it is to look back and be like, Oh, that's, that's kind of cookie cutter. It's also how movies were made back then. 
and 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 this is an on this is very much an ensemble film. This isn't a Will Smith movie. This isn't a Jeff Goldblum movie. They're in it, and they get a lot of screen time as they should. But what the director and obviously the screenwriter did really well is make all these different characters and their different stories all intertwine at the end for the climax and make made it very meaningful. And that includes Randy Quaid. You know, we don't know if he was actually abducted by aliens. Probably not, honestly. Although yeah. I did really laugh when, not the first time when the guy was like, you know, did they do things to you sexually? And then later <laughs> when he's on the newscast and he's like, he's like speaking all slow, they abused him sexually. <laughs> like, <laughs> he really, I, I thought that was great. His sacrifice, spoiler alert, was... Whoa. meaningful i know i know it's very meaningful and it's there's there's definitely some moments you get choked up at oh a hundred percent and that's what i love about a good movie should always grab your emotions grab the wheel of your fuel mobile as i love to say and nice. it's just really i mean it's so good and you know it's funny you say that what you said about it kind of has everybody jumbled and then brings them together at the end um apparently when they first pitched the script of this movie, which makes total sense to what you're saying. He described it as if War of Worlds met Pulp Fiction. Oh, wow. I was literally thinking of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. And Independence Day and Kingpin both came out in the same exact month. Wow. Quaid was busy. No wonder he went crazy. He must have got paid out the but for both of those movies, I love. And that's, no wonder he so went much. to Canada. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I. Now he is related to Dennis Quaid. Yeah, right. They, are they brothers or are they cousins? I, I think they're brothers, and I, they couldn't be more different. Good lord! No, no, not <laughs> at all. That's so funny. <laughs> There's not anything I think I can really complain about this movie. It ages perfect. Uh, anything to complain about is literally just based on how old it was before technology. Right. Was there. And, and you know, we were still doing the one-liners and the, the silly dialogue. And obviously, there's going to be some fakeness when it comes to, like, people's reactions. Like, no one, if, I don't know, maybe I would. I, I, I don't think I'd be making cracking jokes and stuff while I'm flying away from aliens and stuff like that. But maybe I would lighten the mood. I don't know. I make a lot of jokes in awkward situations. Oh, big alien's going to shoot me. Uh, <laughs> you look faker than the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even know the reference. <laughs> uh, they probably would. They probably That's probably why they're coming to destroy us. Is that? Yeah, movie? don't you dare make a sequel. <laughs> Dude, but how great did the aliens look? I mean, that was awesome. And Dude. I remember the first time when they were doing the autopsy and it popped up and scared the crap out of me in the theater. It scared me again today. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was coming. But... Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was hoping to see if they had any sort of like reference that they used for these aliens because honestly it's kind of a unique and original design in a way it's got the little the big heads and the big eyes it's it's definitely like an updated on the classic and i think that's good and you know the the telepathic communications awesome and you know when he's got data and the the little chokehold data that's his name damn it star trek i mean he did great. He really went against like, you know, who Data was. He he's a great actor. Doesn't get the credit for that, but it's just a lot of fun. This movie takes me back, so, you know, I got the nostalgia glasses on, but it also when you're like, "Man, I want a good action movie and 
from the 90s, there's a lot to choose from. You got to pick this one, especially around July 4th. Oh, 100%. I mean, you could throw this at anybody that's like, oh, you've never seen Independence Day, but you like action movies. Watch it now. Yeah, exactly. Literally like what we've been talking about this whole time. Not only is it done very well, the script is very well. The actors did phenomenal. Bill Pullman was great. To me, I mean, I know Will Smith got paid more than Pullman, but like, I think he did a way better job than Smith. But I also think that about Jeff Goldblum. I did want to say, did you ever play the PS1 game for Independence Day? I had no idea that it existed. So bad. So bad. It's just flying planes. And then if you like, I think you can use a cheat, which we did. But you can also unlock an alien ship. And you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be so awesome. And it, Oh, that's funny. It sucked. <laughs> it was really bad. I can see why they tried to you know, get a cash grab in with that. But gosh, yeah. Like, do you remember how bad it was when we're talking about like movies back in that day? Uh, like, remember, yeah. Uh, what was the uh, Home Alone? Had oh, a yeah. Those this? were like kind of impossible. The thing with Independence Day is it's just boring. It's just the same thing. They're like, all right, now you're in London and you're like, nothing about this is different than the last level. Oh, wait, that guy's eating fish and chips. No, there's not that. I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cheerio, get the alley on. <laughs> I know. I love. Like, I would have liked to have seen, I guess, a little bit more of the action in the other countries. But I guess we didn't need that also. Like, we right. already saw how to destroy a ship. Do we need to see the rest of them? So Right. It was compromised. cool to see the, the alliances. That was a great scene. And all the all the different countries just coming together, trying to beat these guys. Which I, I would like to think would happen now. Who knows? Yeah, you would think, but I I don't know. I think it wouldn't have gone as smooth as it did. All right, they said they're cool with it. Let's go to the Russians. They're cool with it. Let's go to the <laughs> Koreans. They're cool with it. Yeah. Let's go to like I just didn't see that. I I mean, I was more floored for the the tenement on wheels banditos. Like that whole storm <laughs> of RV drivers was yeah, hilarious. It was great. Six hundred thousand people have rated this a seven out of ten on average. That's not Which, too bad. It's not too bad, and I'm gonna rate a little higher than that. Me too. But, uh, we'll we'll get to that. So Johnny, I have to tell you, ask you, what's your favorite scene? Favorite scene was hard because there's you know there's good comedy, there's great action. I really think the whole going into the mothership with Will Smith flying the the alien ship with Jeff Goldblum, you know, getting the virus ready. You know, there's good dialogue between them. They barely know each other at all, but they're both. Basically, I mean, they don't think it's a suicide mission going on, but I think there's a good chance they're not coming back. And just the way they talk and they kind of accept their fate, send the nuke, and then and then they get set loose. And it's just a great chase scene. So the whole mothership area and then the explosion at the end, it was done so well. And it's a great climax to the to the already epic movie. Like, how do you have a climax? Where in the first like twenty minutes the White House gets blown up. Well, you blow up the mothership in outer space. Also, spoiler alert. But Dude. I know I'm ruining. I'm taking away people's independence of this movie. I think they made too many sets and 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 models, and they had to blow stuff up. Which yeah, I genuinely think that at the end of the scene you're talking about, where the th the three ships fly into the the space door, basically while yeah. it's closing. I was like, they just needed to blow something up. Yeah. Like they, they were, those were extra ships. Yeah, you're right, John. Like, dude, this is a hard movie to narrow down a favorite scene. You do all this prep work for the numbers, and you don't prepare your favorite scene. 
God, I was thinking about it all day today. (laughs) And that's not true. I finished the movie when I texted you. So after that, I love the precursor to that scene. What I just described taking out of the ship over Area 51 like that is so cool with the fighter pilot scenes. It seems as if it's not going to go well and they're Mm -hmm. about to pull back and then Randy Quaid comes in and saves the day and. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was it was good to see that from Randy Quaid. And it's been years since I've actually sat down and watched this movie from start to finish. And it was it was just really good. What would you rate this movie? What would I rate this movie? I think it's an easy nine for me. It's close to perfection. Again, I can totally understand the nostalgia glasses here. I saw it in a, a really cool old style theater. So much action. It just gives you everything you want. Like you come into this movie with certain expectations and not only are they met, but you're, they're like, like you said, they're just like more explosions. And you're like, yeah, come eat that alien. And, and, you know, let this be a message to any aliens listening to roll film right now. You come here. Yeah. We're going to get our 96 Mac computers out. We'll take you down. I think that this movie is a good example, like of what Michael Bay was like influenced by in a way, but then he just took it too far with cocaine and boobs. Like that's, that's my whole, that Transformers too far with that. Sure. I guess, but like he ruined Transformers by (laughs) getting rid of Megan Fox and hiring that one Victoria's secret model that couldn't act. That was like Transformers three. If I remember right. It was, it was a bad one. Yeah. Terrible. Um, anyway, the rating for this movie, Independence Day, released in 1996, featuring Bill Pullman and Will Smith, I would rate right up there with you, Johnny, a nine out of ten. Hey, you got to love this movie, man. That's so, it's so good. good. Everything I've heard about the sequel is so bad. <laughs> so I'm not looking forward to reviewing that next, but we have to. We'll do it for you, the listeners. We watch bad stuff on here. Yeah, but sometimes we accidentally watch really good stuff. Sometimes. Like movies that we've never seen before. That's right. Like Barbarian. Ooh, yes. If you've not listened to our Barbarian episode, folks, you've got to go back and listen to it. That's yes. a great movie. And if you could just listen to a lot of episodes on Spotify, that would be great because we're just trying to do things. Thank you if you are a new listener. We did get some new listeners and we're very excited to have you here. And I hope you like movies just as much as we do. But it's that time, Greg. We got to roll on out with our independence and have a nice day of film. That was pretty good. Mm. No? Cool. About we roll on out of here in our best fighter jet and film us punching an alien in the face. It's better. Like an outer space alien. Welcome to <laughs> Earth. All right. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Earth. He doesn't say that. <laughs> I know, but you did. Bye. <laughs> See ya.